Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Heart is a Muscle podcast. We've got Jordan James here with the one and only Joseph. What are we going to be talking about today, Joseph? Well, this episode is brought to you by the letter T for tenderness. 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 We're going to talk about Jordan and her tenderness and Joseph and his tenderness and Jordan and her judgments and Joseph and his judgments. What do you do with all of that mumbo jumbo? So get ready to get tender. (laughs) Get ready to get tenderized. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to tenderize the shit out of you. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for a great conversation. Mm -hmm. A lot of good jumps in this one. Yo ho, yo ho. Shiver me timbers, <laughs> me matey. You scallywags want another podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a pirate themed podcast that we're doing. Arg. <laughs> All right, here we go again. It's the Heart is a Muscle podcast mm-hmm. with Jordan James. Yep. And, and the one and only Joseph. That's right. The Austrian Anvil. The Austrian Anvil, everyone. That's you his bodybuilder it. name. Yeah, y'all. you heard it here first. That's my tag for bodybuilding, which is coming soon. So everyone get get thirsty. Ooh, I'm already thirsty. So am I. Let's let's drink to being thirsty. Oh man, my water's way over there. Anyway, hey Don't y'all. Worry, I'll get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you actually will. Thank you. Oh, he's the best. If you guys don't already know. So we've uh, we want to share some fun news with you guys. We reconfigured our microphones here, mm-hmm. and so now they're coming from behind. Not, yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah. We reconfigured our reach around mic microphones. <laughs> it, it reminds me the image that I'm getting is, you know, in that Spider-Man um, movie, the villain is like Doctor Octopus oh, or yeah. something. That's exactly what this reminds me of. Yeah. So. Uh, because before we had these hooked up to our coffee table and they weren't quite long enough. So we always kind of had to hunch while we were doing it. And then by Jordan, the end, I always just took it off. Yeah. The, she's just, <laughs> just, she's always freehanded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jordan had a good idea to hook it up to something on the back of the couch behind it. And now we're going to try this out. This so this is perfect. This should be, the sound quality should be top notch, top tier, if you will. I will. Yeah. So today's episode, children, is all about tenderness. Tenderness. Oh, yeah. fucking tenderness. Because Jordan has found her tenderness again. I've been crying all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking, but it's like in the best way, you know? Yeah. So we're going to learn about Jordan's adventures with tenderness and then the opposite of tenderness, which is judgment. Mm-hmm. which is where I'm I'm coming out of. I'm kind of curious to he- hear what you've seen in me in my journey to tenderness. Um, like, what have you witnessed? So you were in kind of a funk. You were just kind of unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you get this real stern, like, aura around you and you mm. get frowny <laughs> i get frowny frowny and like um, like physically or my aura is frowny both <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's why i'm getting all those lines on my face <laughs> 
I don't think you're getting any lines in your face. <laughs> I'm going to look hard and fast. I'm going to observe you or witness you. Yeah. There's no lines on your face. <laughs> um, yeah, but tenderness is something we don't often hear about. You know, that's a thing reserved for like teddy bears and little fluffy ducklings and, you know, the Easter bunny. But mm-hmm. uh, no, no, no. It is a hardcore subject. It's <laughs> so hardcore. We're going to learn about hardcore tenderness and its place <laughs> in relationships. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your journey, Jordan James. Well, wait. So I just like real quick. So you witnessed me being like real frowny and stern. Well, so I've been going through a bit of a dark cloud phase myself. Um, and the word for this phase that I, I feel like your tenderness revolution is is bringing about something in me too. Um, I've been in a state of doubt. Mm. Yeah, there's been a lot of parts of me that uh, seem to have gotten hold of the microphone and have been passing it around to a <laughs> lot of judgmental parts. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, you know, let me just talk about myself here real quick. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> The energy that I feel is um, a loss of that forward momentum, a loss of like the sparkle of life, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of just barriers seem to be coming like become more real than the possibilities. Yeah, just a quick question. Um, I've noticed you've been angrier more lately too. So does is anger something that comes up after like, or in an environment of doubt more? Yeah, it does. Cause well, first of all, like when stupid ass shit happens, I, I <laughs> no, no judgment on the anger. I was just like curious if those dots are connected or not. Um, it does. Cause there, when that like energy of, momentum and upward motion and um feeling like you're winning even if you're not doing anything Mm -hmm. when that like fades away into kind of a doubt then everything is just such a fucking burden yes yeah and so and you're carrying it alone at that point yes and so when stupid ass shit happens um there's like protector parts that just jump up and are like, fuck all this stupid ass shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it kind of builds on itself too. Cause like the world we live in is way too complex. Like, I'm just going to say that now there's just too much, too much complexity in life. Mm-hmm. Humans are not meant to deal with this kind of complexity. <laughs> we're living as artificial like beings trying to like think we're keeping up. <laughs> That's so true. Um, And so when you have to like face that with also this like burdensome shadow monkey on your back. um, Of doubt. Of doubt. It's mostly judgment. Mm. Because doubt is the result of like all these judgmental parts. I see. Poking the bear, the, the doubt bear. And doubt seems to be just kind of like what I would... It was the most accurate description of like the energy I was in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because a lot of what judgment for me, a lot of what those parts that judge do is that they find something wrong with everything. Yeah. And so then it's hard to like be in positive energy towards your goals or anything because everything's got something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the awareness, it's, it's been a thing too of like, I've been aware something's off and it felt like there was something that maybe had left me or like run out of its juice or potential. You're so tired. Are you I yawning? Know, I'm so yawning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the 10th yawn you've had. Maybe it's just all these energy shifts. Yeah. Jordan's shifting into a higher energy state. I am. She's going. I'm going supernova. Supernova. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordanic. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so what the hell was I talking about? You were talking about judgment and how it makes everything hard. Yeah, I was going somewhere there for a second. Yeah, you were. So, um, yeah, when that energy... Uh, well, that something left you. Yeah, when it, you f- it, it feels like the wind's kind of gone out of your sails and like you have to you pull out the rowboat and the rowboat's got like a hole in it and then your oars suck and then like it's hard. Oh man, I bet everybody listening to this can relate to that. Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is what all the judgment goes through us. It's just like, okay, well, one thing leads to another, leads to another, and then before you know it, you're just looking at a big giant pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can see is shit. Yeah. yeah. It's in your nose, and all you can smell is shit. <laughs> it's in your eyes, so all you see is shit. Uh-huh. Um, everything, like even just listening to music doesn't sound good, and you're like, ah, this is just all shit coming out of my... Out of my pods. <laughs> They're shit pods. <laughs> um, and so being aware of that, uh, for me, uh, it has, it, the awareness has been there. And it's kind of like, okay, now what? Now what? Um, and it wasn't until I was able to reflect that to a group of people and have them kind of reflect it back. And they were the ones that uh, had the word doubt someone it was a a men's group and one of the guys was like what i'm hearing from you is it sounds like there's a lot of doubt coming and i was like man you nailed it like that was the awareness like trigger of like yes that's the thing that i'm feeling that's the energy i'm in Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of the crazy thing about awareness when you can actually like put a name on it that feels true and basically like put your your um hand of cards down and be like yep that's a doubt doubt hand mm-hmm. i'm gonna fold that mm-hmm. let's uh let's reshuffle the deck and pull out a new hand mm-hmm. so yeah and then you know lo and behold here you come with your tenderness feeling all happy and bright and, mm-hmm. and what impact has that had on you um it's just great it's like one of the, you know, it's it's interesting too how these things kind of compound when you're like, well, Jordan's like in some kind of a funk and I just got to like give her space to be in her funk and like be patient. And it's just like all these things kind of add and add and add. But then when you're in your tenderness, like you can even still be in a funk, but your tender, your tender funk like 
is breathing new life into you. So there's like a rebirth about it. Mm-hmm. It's a time to celebrate mm-hmm. in your tenderness. Mm-hmm. Not a time to be like sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about your stuff or? Nah, my stuff mm-hmm. is not that important. We'll get back to judgment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get back to judgment. Because actually, um, I mean, I'm really enjoying these parallels because... I think that is, I have found tenderness because I have, the walls of my judgment have crumbled and come to think of it like, yeah, that's why I was in such a funk is because I was in such a judgmental state, Mm -hmm. mostly judgmental toward myself, but also toward others. And a big thing that I'm noticing is if I don't have the capacity to do something and somebody wants something of me, I will make them wrong for that. Or like yeah. my, my judgmental parts will make them wrong for that. Like they're, you know, they're too much or they need to do something else. They need to be something different when it's so, I think part maybe the beginning of my journey back home to tenderness was realizing that and realizing, no, 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 that, there's nothing wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with me. I just don't have the capacity for it. Like, let's just keep this really clean. Yeah, I can tell. This is something, um, is a kind of a sign for me when, you know, we'll be discussing things and you'll be like, mm, like, I'm just, I just don't have space for that. You get, <laughs> you get into this, this weird tone of voice where you're just like, nothing, like nothing can be done and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> 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 I just have to like I just have to go I just have to go <laughs> I just have to go yeah, yeah there's like I this, mean I know I used to like yeah like, it hasn't really need it, to it go, has, but. it's not so much that you have to like physically go but you have to like kind of check out of reality reality yeah <laughs> I have mm. to go into the spirit world for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go into the shadow realm which I just can't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the inner world, I'm realizing I orient myself based on the inner world more than the outer world. And so like I there are times where I do need to like just go inside and be with what is. But the thing that um, that I wasn't really doing was actually going inside and being with what is. I was just kind of checking out from both the inner world and the outer world. Mm hmm. And I think there's a time and place for that. Like, I'm not going to make myself wrong for that. I think that's where my parts go when we are going through a lot of changes, which I have been. Like, a lot of changes in the outer world since we moved. I mean, we've moved twice this year. I think that's just the changes have just been a lot uh, in the outer world for my parts. And... um but the changes in the inner world have been even more profound. Like I, there's, I could spend the rest of this podcast talking about the changes that have, that have happened in my inner world this year. And so I think that, that somewhere along the way with all of that change, um, my parts found their home again in just checking out and in judgment. Um, And there was quite a long time where I knew, I knew something was happening and things kept changing in the inner world too. So it was just like, 
there was nothing really to hold on to. All that I, all that I could really do was endure. And there was times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose love. And so I, I remember like being out to dinner, um, and you went to the bathroom or something. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose to like love everybody here and send love. And I just like, couldn't like, I would try and I like, I would, I would really try and, but it would just be like, I would feel so like empty. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like a thought experiment kind of, but it wasn't actually love, you know? And then that's when I realized, well, that's not when I realized that's when I realized like, man, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but yeah, this is, it feels so far away from the home that I, that I had inside myself for a really long time. And then it was actually when we went to Joshua tree. Oh yeah. And, um, do you remember? Oh, obviously you remember when we had, um, we were having sex and, um, then afterwards I like started crying because what, what happened to me is something that happens to me. It used to happen to me way more, but obviously it still happens to me sometimes where I will be like experiencing intimacy. And then all of a sudden just this like veil, the curtain closes and I'm so numb to my body. I'm so disconnected from you. I'm disconnected from me. Um, and it just like happens with, it feels like it happens without my control. And, um, and for like no reason, like nothing actually happens. Like not even, I didn't even think a thought that was scary that triggered anything. It was, it just like, is something that just kind of happens. And I was really, really torn up about it in the moment because I'm like damn what the fuck is this like it's so annoying because I was in I was living in judgment and then that happened it's like god what the hell and then um when whenever I'm like really deep in it I can choose I can always choose to collapse into shame if I want like shame is always there to just collapse into but what I've learned is if I actually want to move through this, I can't do that. Like this, I can either work through this right now or I can collapse into shame and then postpone this and have to do this again. Yeah. So, um, shame's not a, uh, it's a, not a real alternative. No. Yeah. No, it just postpones it. And, um, now, now that I have built that muscle of, feeling the temptation of collapsing into shame, but then not doing it, just finding the middle way of like honoring my feelings, honoring what's happening and, um, keeping my backbone about me, I guess, uh, enough to, to kind of, I guess, think through it a little more rationally or just to keep enough open space just yeah to kind of keep enough open space for another option to come find me other than just collapsing into shame and so I hung in that tension for a good long while um but as always when I hang in that tension and don't collapse into shame the answer does come find me and the answer was um I closed my heart like that's the sensation of my heart closing 
And I, I realized, I have come to realize that my heart has been closed for quite a long time. Like my, the, the energetics in my physical heart. So it's like, it's in the physical place of my heart and my, in my outer world body, like in my body. But what I, what I do, what I'm practicing since then is actually imagining it opening. So it's like nothing, nothing changes physically, but it is anchored to the physical spot of my heart and my body. And I just imagine it, imagine space opening up. And it's like awkward and, and fumbling at first because I'm like, it, it kind of feels like a thought experiment at first, but then it's like, whoa, it starts to build momentum. And it's like, oh, oh, there I am. There I am. I Oh, yeah, shit. I forgot about this. I forgot that this was a way to live. Um, and so I've been doing that for several days now. And then man, it's just been building momentum and the tenderness is now hitting me like a ton of fucking bricks. Mm-hmm. And I think my my parts close my heart because it's it's vulnerable to exist with your heart open. It's vulnerable. It's really vulnerable to exist um, with like it's vulnerable to exist intimately with life. Like, I think that's what tenderness is is it's uh for me it's more it's intimacy with what is yeah yeah and it's intimacy with um the love inside of me and in judgment judgment will resist that love because that love will unravel all the illusions that that my judgment clings to mm-hmm. that that love um and and not because that love is aggressive but quite the opposite because that love is true and the judgments aren't true. Yeah. It's sometimes the, the real struggle of getting past judgment is that judgment is a forceful thing. So it will like overcome and seem to like overshadow love and openness and vulnerability. But those are the true powerful things. They don't, they don't force them saying that, they don't force themselves upon you, but they exist powerfully if you open to them. Yes, I love you bringing that dynamic into it because it's right. so true. That's, and and force does not want to yield to power. No, it does not. And it'll burn itself to the ground to like uh-huh. assert itself. Yeah. Um. Excuse me, but that's what. That's what the surrender means to tenderness and love and vulnerability is the like release of the need to force. Yes. That's what the surrender really like is trying to convey. Yeah. In like a clunky spoken word way to describe the indescribable. Yeah. And I think like what my judgment and what my, the parts that want to close my heart don't, don't understand. Of course they don't because they're, human and human doesn't understand power you know they understand human understands force like our parts Mm -hmm. understand force our parts are a part of our animal body like they exist in 3d and so they're they and they have protected me in the 3d and so like especially my my, the parts of my mind that close my heart or that rely on judgment or my my thinking to get me through 
they they don't under they don't always understand that actually when i sur- when we surrender this force to love to tenderness to opening our heart even though we don't have the answer to opening our heart even though it's vulnerable to becoming more intimate with life even though it's vulnerable man that's when i experience my power that's when I become a fucking magnet for anything that I want. Not, but I, I don't wield it in a, in a, in a like forceful way. I, I just am. And it's like, I can, without anything happening, the, I can feel the momentum building inside of me. Suddenly hope starts coming back. Suddenly like I, I access so much more clarity on things. And so I'm learning that, our heart is the portal through which we can experience self mm-hmm. or experience our essence. And so what I'm doing, it's like my mind wants to find out, wants to figure out all the answers to my problems because once I figure out all the answers to my problems, then like we, I won't have problems anymore, but it doesn't work that way. Like I, before I find all the answers, I've got to open up my heart. Like, I've just got to open up my my heart and let my power come forth. And suddenly, it's not that that power gives me all the answers. It just makes all the questions that my judgmental mind asks, like asking those questions doesn't make sense anymore. Right. It takes away the pain of experiencing the chaos of the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Like it doesn't. It doesn't make my feelings go away. It doesn't make any of the uncertainty go away. It doesn't make anything. It it I actually feel more exposed to the pain in the world. I feel more exposed to the pain of the people that I care about. But there is this sense that I'm I'm holding myself through it or I'm being held through it. And also as I become more exposed to the the pain of the world and my own pain, I'm also becoming more exposed to the beauty mm-hmm. and what's good and the love that has been here all along that I've been taking for granted. And so that combination is what I call that feeling of tenderness. Yeah, say that again. The the more exposed I become to the pain of the world, simultaneously, the more exposed I become to the beauty of the world. And so it's in that tension of holding both, of, uh, of being so aware of both. And that is the feeling of tenderness and feeling like there is something else here with me whether it's me and my higher self or me and the divine, but it just feels like there is this other presence here with me, holding me through life. There's, uh, there's this other like intelligence that I have become intimate with. And it might just be myself. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is easier to allow self energy to come forward in a state of tenderness. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, for sure. And then suddenly like all of my self judgments that I had 
about other parts. Like my parts love to judge my other parts. And, but in a state of tenderness with my heart open, I just see, I see my parts way more truly. It's like my, my essence has a much higher opinion of my parts than they have of themselves. Like in tenderness, it's like I see with gentle eyes and my gentle eyes can see way more clearly than my judgmental eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It allows for the interaction of like judgment not to, I don't know, carry that burden of pain with it. It allows you to see what the world is and like you said you you feel the pain of it but you also feel the like beauty and joy in it at the same time Mm -hmm. it's like a a holding of the duality the like polarity of the chaos of life yeah and it just breaks me wide open Mm -hmm. and i think especially for me as a feminine creature like that's where i find my power is in letting myself break open wider and wider and wider Mm -hmm. and holding more and more and more of the paradox and turning more and more and more toward what is instead of trying to judge it or change it or figure it out. Mm -hmm. And the more I just turn toward it, the more the answers just find me. Yeah. And it's, it's such an interesting thing because it's, it's not like some switch you flip where you're like, oh, I'm feeling tenderness. And then the universe is just like, oh, you're feeling tenderness now. Here's all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, the outside world probably hasn't even really changed at all. No. It's just the like the way you can let it into your system and yeah. the way it like comes through to your parts. Yeah, the way I can let it in. Like, I think judgment protects us from being intimate and from letting life in. Yeah, it's a dis- it's a disconnecting, like, experience. Mm-hmm. Your parts are casting these judgments and trying to, like, separate you from them in an effort to keep you from the pain. Yeah. And the real change comes when the uh you you can work with those parts to say like thank you for trying to protect me but like i need to feel this Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's kind of what i've been doing like when i notice my parts trying to figure everything out i i immediately go to okay let's just open our heart and see what happens and now that they're getting, now that they're seeing the results, they're like, oh yeah, okay, let's, I'm, I'm willing to try that. <laughs> but I wanted to say one thing that I, I super appreciate about us is that even though we have been in more judgmental spaces lately or in a judgmental funk, we, we don't actually let that bleed into our relationship. So like whether I have parts that judge you or you have parts that judge me, like we don't, they don't get the mic in our relationship. Yeah. Like our relationship has a, has a real foundation of tenderness. Yeah. And the, 
the keystone for that is for me is we have an agreement to like be kind to each other. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and this is uh, a download about judgment that I had as well that kind of came when I can't remember the conversation, but someone was um, talking about vulnerability and how like they, um, they don't want to be vulnerable because like then they give someone the opportunity to judge them. Mm-hmm. And it struck me cause I was like the opportunity. Well, what do you mean the opportunity? Like we, we, all we do is judge. Yeah. Like that's a, <laughs> that's a fundamental thing of how our brain perceives the world. Mm-hmm. And like we've kind of aggregated into, okay, these are the parts that we have and the, the burdens that they carry. And so they're a filter. And, but at a fundamental level, like, being vulnerable is not offering someone the opportunity to judge you. They're they're judging you regardless. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable, though, allows you to portray yourself in a very true way. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for their filters to, like, filter out the truth. Mm-hmm. The one thing that judgment really struggles against is truth. That's right. And... It's usually only extreme protectors or extreme beliefs that like they can't they can't deny the truth, but they'll try and deflect it or, you know, oh, hell yeah, try to belittle it or whatever. But I just wanted to like put that out there as kind of one of those uncomfortable realities of being vulnerable is not this thing that you do and then you suffer the consequences of people's judgment. When you can, you know, this may not seem like good advice, but when you can kind of settle into the reality that everyone is always judging you Mm -hmm. and so are your parts Mm -hmm. in one way or the other, Mm -hmm. it kind of normalizes the fact that like, that's okay if people are judging me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah you you get to find your agency and how truly you want to show up yeah you cannot protect yourself from people's judgment no uh just as much as you can't like force someone to change or you can't make someone feel a way a certain way Mm -hmm. um you can like the best influence you have over people's judgments of you is to be honest and true and that's the essence of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, that's really good. I had a thought that that inspired, but I forgot it because I was listening. Oh, you're such a good listener, but uh, Yeah, I really am. I go deep in my listening. Yeah, you get that like glazed eyes. Dude. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's really listening to me right now. I could say anything. <laughs> I'm like seeing... I. I'm realizing I fucking see people's inner worlds. Mm-hmm. And so like that's a lot of what I do when I listen. I I'm listening for what's happening in your inner world. Mm-hmm. And the dots that had to that have to connect in order for you to use the words that you use. Right. And for you to not use the words that you're not using. You know? Yeah. I think that's a very subtle skill that we have of listening to the unspoken words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have it too. 
Hella. Hella. <laughs> I know. That's that's why I feel so seen with you. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things when you um can have deep conversations with yourself and you can start to recognize the patterns within yourself and have that awareness. This awareness is one of those like words that whatever it comes into my awareness, haha. <laughs> um it like has this pulse of energy of just like this is the thing Mm -hmm. like awareness awareness is the transition point from unconscious to consciousness Mm -hmm. yeah and that may sound like a no duh but when you know we think about all the different aspects of our lives where we unconsciously kind of go through the motions or whatever it is it is that moment of clarity you know, some people call it a breakthrough or or whatever or mm-hmm. um, epiphany. epiphany or enlightenment. And what it is, is that shift where your awareness has come into focus. You know, the camera has finally like zoomed into this one point and you see it from a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And having that awareness, um, I don't know where I was going with awareness here. I keep going down like uh, philosophical wormholes here. <laughs> I don't don't remember where I started. I'll follow you down whenever philosophical wormhole you take me down, baby. Um, but yeah, awareness in so many of these things. Oh yeah, when you can have that uh, awareness, it allows you then to be able to see that awareness in other people. Mm-hmm. When you're like, I hear you saying these words, but there's there's just all these subtle hints. There's yeah. all this awareness I have that is telling me a totally opposite thing. Totally, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. I love that you have that gift too. I think we all have that gift. I think it's a very human thing. It takes practice though. Yeah, I yeah, I think people that are so people who have the gift that are that are really focused on the external world and external cues. I think they find that awareness in a, they can find that awareness in a different way than we do. Mm-hmm. Cause we both have the gift to kind of be able to see the inner world and to, to read between the lines of things. I think people that are really ex- focused on the external world can find that awareness but it's through noticing body language cues i mean i guess we know we notice body language too but anyway yeah i think everybody can can hone that gift and cultivate that gift but you and i are both so um attuned to the inner world that i think i don't know it just kind of comes more naturally yeah Anyway, that was a ramble. I One thing that I did want to say, I just wanted to be really explicit about is that even with the weight of all of the judgment that you've been carrying inside, I really, really appreciate that you don't, you've never let that bleed onto me. Yeah. Like that's, that is significant. Yeah, there's... This is probably something, a mechanism of, this is, there's a weird mechanism within me that, um, 
shields you from like so many things because of like the significance of what you mean to me and like it's it's one of those things that um there's just a very strong like pull towards it's not worth it mm-hmm. whatever the like negativity that you know i could totally break something in half that was really valuable to me out of like anger or frustration because it i don't know was just in my way or something like that but there's such a significance to you and like this relationship that there's a lot of blockers that are just like no Mm -hmm. like we're going to we're either going to like do this in the best possible way if there's something we do need to like criticize or Mm -hmm. judge or whatever Mm -hmm. we're going to try really hard (laughs) (laughs) to do this in a kind way which is not always possible but like um you know that's where clunky conversations get clunky Mm -hmm. and i mean that's what makes it clunky of like you're trying to like stay kind while say something (laughs) shitty or whatever (laughs) or you're trying to like make your your emotions your judgments heard while not like trying to be an asshole about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah no it's 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 a weird um i can't quite describe what the configuration of it is but it's i think many people have this where there's there's a significant thing in their life that they like put a shield around whether it's you know your spouse or your kids Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who have this thing where they're like, well, I, you know, I won't do that. I won't yell at my kids or I won't whatever. Like mm-hmm. their well-being is more important than anything else. And so even when like, you know, you, your kid is a shithead and you want to just scream at him, you like you do your best to like be kind or mm-hmm. be um, considerate or be like a good parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just want to say, like, I see those blocky parts. I see those parts that are that create that mechanism in you, and I am really grateful to them. And they're doing, like, a fucking kick-ass job. Yeah. Yeah, because I also see that it's not like it's all daisies and roses and inside of you all the time either. And so, like, they... Yeah, I just really appreciate, like, how dutifully they manage that that means a lot to me and i think the thing that um the advice i would give for people to try and do that too is to remember that or at least try and have the awareness here's that word again Mm -hmm. i want you to be aware of the awareness um that like even if your person is like not aligning or your judgments are making your person into something like just remember that they are trying their best to do whatever they're doing even if they're doing a terrible job at it Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah which it kind of leads into something else i wanted to say but i just wanted to see if there's anything else you want to say about that 
Yeah, because it's really um, easy. Actually, I'm going to go to the bathroom, so oh, okay. I'm going to let you... You can monologue All on right, my first Bathroom second. break for Jordan James. That's her bathroom break uh, theme song. Um, but yeah, so where I was going with that is it's super easy to objectify, you know, when you're in relationship, whether it's intimate or not, it's super easy to just dehumanize the opposite party because they're not doing something or like whatever your judgment is filling in the blank about that they're not doing. Um, that's where the, the unconsciousness about it of this shift where your parts go to protect you from whatever they're doing and therefore they turn them into just this thing that needs to be criticized or needs to be taken down or needs to be, um, you know, uh, what is it that they do now to people? They cancel, cancel them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. I've tried to cancel you a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Never stuck. I'm huh, bad. bad? <laughs> nope. Nope. I stayed open and I stayed tender and I stayed vulnerable. Yeah. And kind of along these lines, one thing I'd want to say to toot my own horn, but also, um, yeah, I guess maybe just to toot my own horn is I've gotten really good at not coaching you. I think I think we've gotten good at not coaching each other. Yeah, because I think my my strategy when I get into those parts now is I just call it out where I'm just like, nah, I'm trying to coach you. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. Um, and I've been trying to stop doing that for our whole relationship. But it just it gets so tempting and alluring to be like, no, 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 my part's like, we know the answer and we need to make it really clear to him that this is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just don't do that anymore. And like because I'm realizing so much of the fuel behind that was codependency, was trying to get you to do something so I felt safer. Right. That that's mostly all that coaching has been. Like it like when you're coaching your partner, I don't know, really check yourself on your codependency of like why you need them to change and why you're trying to help them so much. Like what's in it for you? Yeah. And I think that's why the agreement that we have is is a wise agreement because it it is on that border of like if I'm trying to get you to do something by whatever means it's because there's a judgment mm-hmm. yeah sneaky little judgment in sneaky there Sneaky little judgment yeah and when yeah you can relate to your partners partners it's a new madam partners yeah, madam partners <laughs> when you can relate to your partner um with tenderness instead of judgment you can you can be there when they're just being their worst or they're absolutely spinning their wheels. Um, And you can help facilitate change in them by just being a positive influence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Either by just saying like saying or, or just putting out that energy of like whatever you're going through, just go through it. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm here to, experience it with you um but like 
I'm not going to try and change you or coerce you or like make you feel better. Right. Exactly. Like, I just want to love you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even want to help you like find the, the answers even because like, I like, that's your, that's your journey. I just want to be here with you on that journey. Like, I don't need you to have the answers. I just want to be here with you. And to me, that has opened up so much more intimacy with you. Yeah, that's the tender choice. Yeah, it's the tender choice. Yeah. So I I just wanted to highlight that we've come a really long way in that. As always, this is what happens when you're always working at this. Yeah, when we're always gaining awareness. Man, awareness is such a powerful word. Yeah, fucking awareness. Yeah, be aware of your awareness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my yeah. PSA for right for yeah. today. And, I mean, but my, my thinky parts are so fucking aware. They're so aware and they're constantly looking for new data points to be aware of. And I can get so caught in that loop yeah, but there's there's a difference to that kind of awareness, don't you think? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say is like sometimes if I can catch myself in that awareness loop, it becomes like even awareness becomes something to try to figure figure out the problem. Mm-hmm. So when I feel myself with like that really like figure it out energy, now I'm realizing, okay, nope, that's not where we're going to find the answer. Let's open our heart and see what happens. Like, let's just turn toward what is. Let's feel the feelings we're trying to think our way out of. Let's yeah. say the thing that we're afraid to say. Yeah, because it's, it's hard to be unconsciously, like, tender. I don't... Does that exist? It, I, I'm sure it can. Yeah, like, I bet it can. But, you know, what I mean is say we get angry about something and then we go into a a spiral and then our parts just start piling shit onto it like that is (laughs) an unconscious thing like we lose control of Mm -hmm. the the mechanism in our brain or the mechanism between our parts i mean mechanism is not the right word but yeah it can be that interaction that leverage that that relationship yeah. yeah that relationship we lose control of that and it just kind of turns into whatever it turns in. And usually it turns into a big shit sandwich, mm-hmm. a big sloppy one. And if we were to have that same experience with something like tenderness, you would just go into this unconscious feeling of like openness and <laughs> <Yeah>. joy and <laughs> Intimacy, connection. Yeah. And for a lot of us, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say it's an impossible state to be in, but like, I think it takes work. Mm-hmm. It takes like conscious effort a Co- lot of the time. Yeah, because it's counterintuitive and it goes exactly against our survival patterns. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to kind of fight against our lizard brain mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. And like the ways that we have had to survive through a lot of our trauma. Mm-hmm. Like when we were younger, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily safe to um, be intimate with life because it, it was dangerous. This is such an interesting... I'm going to take you back to the desert. Hell we yeah. didn't even talk about Joshua Tree Oh my and God. the magic that was there. Oh, fucking Joshua Tree. So one of the big revelations I had at Joshua Tree was how much nature like 
tends towards its awareness is in finding balance and things. Mm-hmm. And I came across this because we were out in the desert in Joshua Tree, which is not like crazy desert. It's like high plains desert mm-hmm. with all these whack ass Joshua trees all over the place. Uh. And um, if you ever get a chance to come out here, it's a beautiful place. And I was looking around at all these rock formations that seemed like, you know, whether they came here from glaciers or from whoever knows what. But there was a lot of them that looked really precarious, like they had been kind of placed or stacked. And, you know, obviously it's the the uh, consequences of millions of years of erosion and whatever is kind of eating away the, the rock at a certain point. But all of these stones were perfectly in balance with their surroundings and with the earth itself. Like the earth, gravity is pulling them pulling things together, attracting things, but none of these things are moving. Mm-hmm. They're perfectly in balance. Now, some of them may be in a precarious balance where a tiny amount of force could upset the whole thing, but it would tend towards finding balance again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn, nature, you're always looking, you're always working towards that. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's the, the, machine that runs the universe if you believe in kind of a a dead universe type of thing that there's just a set of laws and rules that move things or if it's more of a divine like balancing act of action and potential Mm -hmm. um and i shared that with you and it kind of blew your mind sideways for a while there god yeah (laughs) i kept saying like oh i love what you said about balance mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and what to tie that back to tenderness and kind of this awareness thing is that when you know nature by itself is chaotic in the sense that like things are always moving law of vibration type of thing but it also is in balance as well it's like balanced chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and even when it gets upset, like its main thing is to go back into balance one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And coming back to tenderness is tenderness. Tenderness seems to be like that gravitational force that brings things back balanced within ourselves. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. <sighs> Whereas, you know, judgment and in all these criticisms, they just seem to just stack endlessly, stack chaos and add fuel to the fire and Yeah, but disrupt. in in the name of trying to find balance. Right. Like in the name <laughs> of like, you know, finding the answer or knowing what's true and right. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the blind spot of our judgmental parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the. They, I mean, they think they're creating order, but they're creating chaos. You know, if I had to define a blind spot, it is a lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. And it can be really painful for our parts to hang in the tension of a blind spot being revealed. And I think that's, it's it's a combination of 
I think mostly things we're taught in culture of, you know, you're not supposed to be uncomfortable. You're not supposed to, pain is supposed to be a, a negative thing. Anything that makes you feel a negative emotion is like bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, ah, I feel like there's so much unlearning there because uh-huh. the real power from that comes from saying no like i need to feel these negative emotions or i need to feel this tension mm-hmm. and like stay with it yeah and not collapse into shame and not collapse into shame yeah oh. yeah can we start a campaign on um eliminating shame mm-hmm. you know yeah just like we've eliminated deadly disease let's uh Let's create a vaccine for shame. Yeah. Well, that's what that's we'll what force it we're working throat. on. <laughs> it's called Parts Work Academy. <laughs> Parts Work Academy. Ooh, that's a great tagline. The vaccine for shame. Oh, wow. That is a great tagline. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Get your booster today. <laughs> <laughs> free booster. Actually, no, it's not a free booster. It's not free. <laughs> Three easy payments of ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> Now we've worked on this. It's three easy payments. You all know what we're talking about. Oh man, there was one more really good thing I was gonna say, but yeah. now I forget it. Sorry, I've just been spitting hot fire all over the place. I know. It's the sixty nines that distracted me. <laughs> that happens. Um it was about um blind spots sunspots um (laughs) those are different that's not helping (laughs) um the pain of blind spots being revealed and like the 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 bigger the blind spot oh oh yeah okay this is what it is the bigger the blind spot the more our judgmental parts will resist love will resist tenderness and mm-hmm. so I am realizing why I've been so stuck in my judgmental, like, and judgmental is, is like almost the same as narcissism. Like it's a very narcissistic way to a, a very narcissistic stance toward life. And narcissism, just like judgment will resist love mm-hmm. because love will reveal the blind spots. Mm-hmm. And the the bigger the blind spots, the the more judgmental they will become, and the more frantic they'll become. So, like mm-hmm. if you're noticing yourself being really judgmental or frantic, it is an indication. It might be an indication that there is a big blind spot uh, that is waiting to be revealed. That is yeah. that um, you are invited to see. But it's, it is such an uncomfortable feeling for the blind spot to be revealed because remember I was telling you like a lot of my shadow is being revealed to me. A lot of my unconscious is being revealed like, like pretty deep and heavy stuff is being revealed yeah, to me. Seeing the bones of it. Yeah. And, um, I, I said, it's like. It's, it's kind of like realizing you've had something in your teeth for a while, <laughs> yeah. but then, then when it's like a whole, it was like a whole universe of my shadow is being revealed that I had no idea was there. It was like, I'm becoming aware that 
my teeth have been fucking filled with this bullshit like all like my whole life mm-hmm. i didn't even and know it stinks, so. yeah <laughs> my breath stings yeah i've just been walking around like this yeah. it's like it's like that kind of humiliating feeling of like oh oh like there is nothing i can do to get away from the discomfort of that and but love doesn't promise to save you from that discomfort but it promises to be there with you mm-hmm. and to show you a truer way in a way that's better for everyone, especially you to exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mirror that allows you to pick that shit out of your teeth. Yeah, that's right. And it'll even pick it out for you. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks love. <laughs> Loves the, the great toothpick. <laughs> the great toothpick in the sky. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, that's what I wanted to say. Well, that was great. Mm-hmm. Do we have any closing words for this this year tender podcast? Um, open your heart and see what happens. Yeah, you when we were in uh, Joshua Tree and you had the awareness that you had to open your heart, and I was just like, "Thank God!" Yeah, that sounds way better. <laughs> And you really like felt that change. It shuddered you. It shuddered me. Yes. So yes, dear viewers or listeners, (laughs) see us with your ears. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Try to open your heart. And if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know what the fuck that means. Just fucking imagine this, the space, like Imagine the space around your heart opening, literally. You have like more capacity to be vulnerable, to be compassionate, to be open to life. Yeah. But without without even like trying to get those things in particular, because my mind parts will try to do that and bypass my heart totally. But just to open your heart and see what the fuck finds you. Mm-hmm. Like it's a real state of curiosity mm-hmm. of like, hmm, what the fuck is going on in my heart? What does it, what does it yeah. feel like around my heart? Let like, that awareness come to you. Yeah, totally. That, so that's what it's been more of is just like opening my heart and seeing what comes to me. And man, what's come to me has been really awesome. Yep. The answers but, are always in the pain. Yeah. And I will say, but my judgmental and narcissistic parts have had to been be beaten and broken down <laughs> for them to entertain that idea of opening my yeah. heart. It takes time, gentle listeners. Yeah. I'm just going to call you all viewers. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you can just close your eyes and imagine the most beautiful people you've <laughs> ever seen talking into two mics. Mm-hmm. Now, coming from the backside. Now, the reacher on mics. <laughs> all right. Well, everyone, um, hopefully this guy, this uh, gave you all a little bit more of a tender feeling in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay tender, folks. And uh, yeah. Keep an eye on them judgments. <laughs> They'll get you. <ya. laughs> They'll get you. But until next time, this is the one and only Joseph. And Jordan James. Signing off. Mwah. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. If you enjoyed this content, we've got a great way for you to find some more content. 
Yeah, so we've got bonus episodes and live Ask Me Anything and some awesome merch available for our Patreon supporters. If you want to learn more, you can check that out at patreon.com slash the heart is a muscle. If you'd like to connect more with Joseph, you can find him on Instagram and Facebook at the one and only Joseph. That's T-H-E, the number one, A-N-D-O-N-L-Y-J-O-S-E-F. Yay. Yay. If you want to connect more with me, Jordan, um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at just Jordan James. I spell my name J-O-R-D-I-N. So at just Jordan James. See you there. See you later.